Hello everyone and welcome to the Arsenal way and yes we are back at you with another behind the enemy lines episode and of course Arsenal playing Wolves on Wednesday the second game in a couple of weeks and I'm joined by the Midlands reporter for for reach Alex Dickens. Alex how are you? I'm good thanks Paddy how are you? Yeah I'm all good I'm all good starting to get nervous for the game on Thursday but we shall see how that goes how are you feeling for the game Alex? Partly confident, to be honest, based on um, obviously what happened in the last game. A very, very close game. But the, the games between Wolves and, Arsenal, uh, Wolves and Arsenal tend to be fair. So over the last uh, the last few years, there have always been like one goal here, one goal there. Uh, a lot of draws as well. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's only one place to start, really. So we know the aftermath of the game, of the 1-0 match, actually. Neves came out and did say some interesting words about the celebrations of Arsenal being overboard too much. And Alex, how do you feel? Is Neves right about that or is he wrong? Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think they are interesting <laughs> celebrations. Um, I, I understand a lot of the, the Arsenal perspective in that, um, you know, they've won a game, they should celebrate. Yes, that's fine. But I think Neves is probably looking more at kind of what Arsenal have been, you know, previously in that, you know, back to the Invincibles, title-winning teams, and that why are they kind of celebrating so hard after a 1-0 win against Wolves in a game that means very little at this stage of the season. Um, obviously, it's important, but there's still, what, I think there's 16 games to go at that point. So um, that's probably where he was coming from. I know Connor Cody kind of backed him up a little bit as well, and uh, the Wolves players weren't particularly happy about those celebrations. And uh, Bruno Large was asked about it today, um, and he he said, you know, they can celebrate however which they, the way they want, but... Um, if he's celebrating tomorrow, it would probably be a little bit more calm than that. <laughs> I think it was the way I think it was the way Ben White was throwing his shirt into the crowd yeah. and running around. <laughs> yeah, no, it is funny. It is interesting. It's almost created a little rivalry between the and Arsenal. <laughs> we do love to see traditional football and, and all of that, all of that good stuff there. And just so let's say Wolves wins at the Emirates. Are you expecting the same way round? Do you think Wolves are gonna give it back to Arsenal or are they gonna remain calm? Oh yeah, I reckon they're letting fireworks off on the pitch. To be honest, I think that's the thing. <laughs> I um, no, I'd, I'd imagine, I'd imagine because after the game against Spurs, when Wolves won there, uh, they did that little cheeky tweet, didn't they? Um, you know, celebrating the right way or something along, along those lines. I'd imagine they'll probably purposely try and keep it very calm and, and do something on those lines again. So uh, I wouldn't imagine Wolves never really celebrated that hard. To be honest, uh, they probably celebrated more hard when Nuno was the the manager last year. But yeah. Um, I'd imagine they've got to back themselves up now and remain quite calm if they do win. Yeah, I remember. I think it was when you were in the championship. I remember Neil Warnock having a go at a new over celebrating that. Iconic scenes, those were. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I remember that. Um, but just, do you think that will spur Wolves to to play better on, on Thursday? Have Arsenal almost shot themselves in the foot by celebrating too hard, as, as the Wolves lot would like to say? Or do you think it will still be the same outcome regardless of the celebrations? I, I do think that's a thing. I'm not sure how big a big an effect that'll have, you know, in Premier League football really, whether they're like, you know, it comes down to players being a little bit extra motivated or whatever. But I do think the Wolves players, if they could be any more motivated, those Arsenal celebrations will have kind of done that for them. Um I think they they the the thing that Connor Cody was saying, you know, how he just didn't like them sort of thing as well was a bit um has stoked it a little bit more as well. So I do think it will give them a little bit of extra motivation, but how, however much that, you know, however important that is, I don't really know, to be honest, because at the end of the day, I think it comes down to more the tactics of the two managers and the players on show, doesn't it really? 
Yeah, absolutely. You're right about that. And just, of course, there's a rivalry at the moment because both sides are in the race for top four. And just from the Wolves side of things, how are you guys feeling? Do you feel like top four is reachable or do you think it's uh, you're just doing extra well than, than you re- initially expected? Or do you feel like this is this is an amazing run? Yeah, I think at the start of the season, most people were saying that Wolves would be a relegation contender, most opponents, uh, which I thought was crazy at the time because if you look at the squad uh, and the 11, particularly the starting 11 they had, it was still really, really good. So, in terms of starting 11, Wolves are top seven in the league. Uh, their squad's always been a little bit light, but they've probably got a stronger squad this season than last. Their bench now looks quite good. I mean, their bench tomorrow will probably have Pedro Neto, uh, Trincao, Fabio Silva. You know, it's going to have probably over £100 million worth of talent. So um, it's a position they haven't been in before. Um, and the starting 11 is really strong as well. So I think top seven, I think they're better than West Ham, to be honest. I think West Ham will slip out because um, they're not in great form either. And I think they've played a couple of games more than Wolves and Arsenal. So I think they'll slip out. Um, and I think Wolves, pretty sixth or seventh is where, where which would be a very good season. But I think that's where they're at um, at the moment. If they can just kind of keep the players fit to the end of the season and, and keep the results going. But with the way they're playing, I think it's five wins from six in the league this year, this calendar year. So um, I think they've got a chance of finishing higher. But I just think Arsenal and probably Man United as well are probably going to be too strong squad-wise. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, West, as you mentioned, West Ham, I think their lack of strikers as well. They didn't sign a striker in January. That'll see them fall down. And I reckon Wolves, you haven't got European football, of course, and you're not in the FA Cup anymore. So you have games to focus on in the Premier League and that can definitely help you for the fight for European football next season. And just just talking about this season as well, and just your home record compared to your away record. Now, in the last your last couple of big away, away games at Old Trafford and at uh, Tottenham Stadium, you won both games. Just how are you getting these wins? And do you perform better away from home than at home this season, do you reckon, or no? Um, I think playing Wolves can play two ways. I mean, last season and under Nuno previously, they were very much a counter-attacking team. Um, and that suits them away from home this season. I think they've won is it eight of thirteen or something like that, mm. I think in all comps. Um so I think their counter-attacking like background helps them. Um but under Bruno, they are very, very, very progressive, they're good with the ball. Um, and at home, that has also helped them. So their home, I don't think their home form has been terrible, but they've played a few games at home where uh, they've been frustrated, i.e. the Arsenal game, the Brentford game at the start of the season. Um, and again, there is still probably that feeling that teams can come come to Molyneux, get an earlier goal and potentially sit in and, and frustrate them. Um, and it has worked for a lot of teams, but um, they're definitely more round in terms of their home and away form this season. But away from home, I think it's just kind of their counter-attacking instincts um, and just how solid their defence is, to be honest. Their defence is unreal. Um, I think it's something like seven clean sheets in the last 12 Premier League games. Uh, second best defensive record in the league. Um, a lot of that can be attributed to the goalkeeper. Jose Sarr has been absolutely fantastic. 6.8 million from Olympiacos. Uh, probably the goal... Well, actually, I'd, I'd imagine you will argue, but I'd say he's the goal, goalkeeper of the season. Um, and the defence, the back three have been amazing. Max Kilman's the best in the league at the moment. Connor Cody's probably second best English centre-back in the league. Uh, although you might argue they might. Um, <laughs> and Romain's size has been all, awesome as well. So uh, the defence has been fantastic. I just think that really kind of gives them that platform away from home, um, as, as well as the counter-attacking to, to go and beat teams. Absolutely. I think Jose saw Aaron Ramsdale have been killing the goalkeeper stats this season. Mm-hmm. And of course, it's been shown with the amount of clean sheets they've been keeping. And um, I think it's I think we can't ignore that the game happened two weeks ago where Arsenal did win. And I just want to get your thoughts on it and how... We won that game and how Wolves were set up. Would you set up any differently from that match or do you think it was just an anomaly almost that we could score that one goal and you'll still set up the same way? 
Yeah, I think um, I think there are a few complaints on the night about the goal itself. I personally didn't see an awful lot wrong with it. I suppose some people, uh, you know, it, sometimes it goes for you and sometimes it goes against you. That's the that's the thing. That's that's what annoys us all. I think with the consistency in the league with the referees and stuff. So um, I don't think Wolves can really have too many complaints about the goal. Um, it was a really close game, to be honest. Arsenal, even after the ten men did, when Wolves were throwing everything, I think did create a couple of chances. I remember the Lacazette one, the one on one that went wide. Um, but Wolves had those chances late on. I think Jimenez first, where he just couldn't get out his feet in the box, and then Fabio Silva in like the ninety-third minute decided to pass for some reason when he really should have just scored. Um, but I think both teams, it, it really wasn't a one-nil game. It probably should have been like a two-two or a, a two-one or something. But there was there's definitely goals in these games. Um, both teams look quite decent going forward, but you know Wolves have had that issue all season. They haven't taken many of their chances, so I expect it to be probably another tight one. Um, like they, again, like they all are, maybe one goal here or there or um, a draw. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It'll definitely be a close game. And people who know me will know that um, my, one of my favourite players is Adama Traore of all time. I love mm-hmm. Adama Traore. Mm-hmm. And of course, he wasn't there in the game against Arsenal. He didn't have Pedro Neto either. I think he did lack a bit of pace, especially towards the end. I know you brought in, I think it was Chiquinho. But yeah. having Pedro Neto back, is that a big boost for, for Wolves going in against Arsenal? Is it still too soon considering he's just come back from injury? Well, this is the thing. I always hated Adama Troy being uh, pigeonholed as a, an impact sub because I always thought, you know, when you got a player that good, you'd rather him always be on the pitch. But um, he was having a massive impact off the bench for Wolves before he left, in the month or two before he left. Um, I think he scored against Hampton, had a goal chalked off against Brentford in the last minute and uh, he was creating chances as well. So he was a big miss in those first few games after he left against Norwich and then Arsenal as well um, and Spurs. But you know, Wolves have got this option now with Neto in that he's different to the other three wingers Bruno's got. Um, he's way faster than the other three, um, way more direct. Um, he's very similar to Adama in that sense, apart from uh, probably more composed and better in front of goal, I'd say, than Adama is. Um, but obviously not as fast. Um, yeah, Neto is that option. He's that speed demon off the off the bench that Wolves will have hopefully the next the next month before he can get into the team permanently. I think there's no question that he's going to go into the starting line of just how long. Uh, how long it takes for him to, to him to get fit so he can play 90 minutes. Because, I mean, he played 10 minutes uh, in the game last weekend and he was absolutely blowing by the end of it. So, um, yeah, I expect him to be on the bench again, but he's a he's a huge boost. Um, and they've got a very strong squad now, actually. They've got uh, Willie Bolly and Mascara back who can't get in the in the squad. Um, I think Kiana, who missed out on the squad as well last weekend, so they've got a really strong squad now. So, uh, But Neto is a, is a massive boost because on his days, probably... Aside from Nevers and maybe Jimenez, he's the most talented player they've got. Yeah, absolutely. And you did mention at the start of the show, you are confident of getting a result at, result at the Emirates. And is that because you've beaten Tottenham away from home, you've beaten Manchester United away from home, now you want to complete the top four away from home set and by beating Arsenal? <laughs> is, that your, is that your thinking behind that? I think um, I just, I think Wolves, Wolves have been every single game this season. You know, uh, And they've had two bad games against Brentford and Palace. They lost 2-0. Uh, every other game, it's been by one goal here or there. They haven't really thrashed anyone either, so it's always by you know the odd goal they win or lose. Um, and I think Arsenal, although I have been quite impressed how they've played this season, uh, they look quite solid as well. Um, and despite you know him letting go players like uh, Aubameyang, Arteta's done quite a decent job. Uh, but I do think Wolves had the players to hurt them, uh, especially now Neto's back off the bench. If he can get 30 minutes or so, um, he's a huge plus. He's he's terrorised Arsenal before, so. Um, I, I just I just wouldn't bet against this Wolves team against probably anyone against apart from Man City and Liverpool really. 
uh, and they could have they could have easily done something against Man City in December before they got a red card for Jimenez before half time and again against Liverpool they held them for 95 minutes and Salah produced a bit of magic and and set up a goal for Origi so I just this Wolves team just fills me with confidence that they can on their day go and beat anyone in this league. Yeah, they have proved it really. You're not wrong for saying that. And we've started the show with Neves and towards the end of the show, we're going to come back to Neves. This time, it's about a transfer link. Now, Arsenal, we need a midfielder. We've been linked with a midfielder in a January transfer window. Going into the summer transfer window, we have been linked with Neves. I believe his contract expires in 2024, if I'm wrong, or 2023. Yeah, yeah. So what is his transfer situation? And could you see Arsenal potentially swooping in for him in the future? I think this season's interesting. Because last, last summer... Uh, Neves had just off the back of a quite a poor season, didn't play much at the Euros Portugal. Uh, and Wolves were, you know, would have listened to offers for Neves or Traore like, to raise funds to spend elsewhere. Uh, in the end, neither neither ended up going. But um, I think there was a, a quote at the time Neves was valued at about 40 million or something. So probably it's probably realistic last summer, to be fair. Uh, but obviously, everyone who's watched Neves over the last four years knows that uh, when he's actually on song and playing well, he's worth a hell of a lot more than that. Um, and based on the way he's played this season, he's got three goals, you know, I think 16th or 17th most passes in the league. So it shows that everything is going through him for this Wolves team. It's his team uh, in the way it plays. Uh, Bruno absolutely loves him. Uh, the fans are raving about him. Uh, I genuinely, I, can't, I couldn't see him going for anything less than 60 million plus now, the way he's been this season. So um, I think Arsenal, unless they were top four, um, Unless you're playing the Champions League, I don't think anyone's going to sign Ruben Neves. Uh, I think he's got to go to a Champions League club. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure on Arsenal to be honest. I'm not massively. I think Man U be the other one. I'm not massively convinced by their position at the moment either. Mm. Um, I think something like Liverpool would probably be a better bet. I know they've. They've. He's got admirers there uh, with their assistant being a massive admirer, Pep Linders. Um, so I, personally, I wouldn't see him going to Arsenal. Uh, <laughs> sorry to say, everyone. That's just. That's just my opinion. Yeah, every Arsenal fan just hanging their heads in shame right now. Like, oh, they, they hate it. They hate it now, don't they? They hate, they hate it. it now. We do hate him. <laughs> I think deep down, deep down, we all would love to see Ruben Neves in an Arsenal shirt. Personally, I know I would, but yeah, we shall see if he scores a goal against us tomorrow and his celebrations are a bit crazy. And maybe our stance might change. But we know once after a game, you lose a game, you say stuff after the game, you're heated. I think Arsenal fans can forgive and forget, but it depends about tomorrow, what he does do tomorrow. We shall see. But before we do end the show, I just want to get your score prediction. We do it all the time. I know you're confident, but what is your exact scoreline? And do you think you'll be right with your scoreline too? And give me a reason why. Uh, I'm going to go 1-0 Wolves uh, based on defence. They don't concede many goals. Uh, and I, from what I've seen um, of the attacking play in the recent in recent weeks, they've, they've got more than enough to score a goal as well. Uh, so many options on the bench. They've... I, I honestly think they've got this and I, I hope I'm not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and who's your scorer? Who's, who's scoring the goal for you? Uh, so you I'm going I'm, to no, I'm go for the romantic one. I'm going to go Jimenez. Obviously what happened last year yeah. at the Emirates. Uh, yeah, potentially him to, to come back and score the winner. Yeah, of course. That would be nice if it was someone to score. Never, uh, Jimenez sorry, would be a, a okay goal scorer. For me, I'm going to go with a 2-1 Arsenal win. I'm going to go with a Lacazette goal finally and a Bakai Saka goal as usual. But... We shall see what happens. Alex, thank you for joining the show. You've been a legend. If you want to see more from Alex, guys, make sure you give him a follow on Twitter at Alex Dickon or follow me as well for more information at Bailey underscore. Most importantly, guys, make sure you like the video, leave a comment, and most importantly, make sure you keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh,